Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio, the Liverpool podcast. From me, Paul Machen, and this man right here wearing a rather splendid Tokyo Town cap, Mr. Chris Page. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Um, we've got a kickoff question this week, Chris. Um, we didn't because I forgot to put one in the agenda, but we've got one that I've, I've robbed from the bonus Q&A, which we're coming out later, from Adam Boland, who says, You wake up in a world where nobody remembers Liverpool history except you. All the domestic and European success, all forgotten. How do you get people to remember? Now, I can only imagine this question has been... Have you seen the trailer for this film called Yesterday that's coming out? No. And the story is everyone forgets the music of the Beatles and this guy has to... Basically goes about reminding the world by, by the looks of it, playing all the Beatles songs and getting rich and famous. How would you do it? I wouldn't. Okay. Because, uh, and I think this is quite prevalent at the moment, I actually think it wouldn't be a bad thing for Liverpool to forget that at the moment and Mm -hmm. really want something for the first time ever all over again without the pressures and the strains of of not having, you know, of never winning something. I think you could play with almost a little bit of a freedom because no one's expecting you to do it in the same way that Leicester did it when they won the Premier League and stuff like that. So I, I didn't give much thought to it, to be honest, because I was just like, you know what? I fancy that. Mm. I fancy just me shouldering the burden of Liverpool's entire history while everybody else goes and enjoys the title ride. See, I'm thinking Game of Thrones-style HBO special epic, retelling the history of Liverpool Football Club in as, in as expensive a way as possible. The only issue I have with this is that if you wrote the story of Istanbul and said yeah I've got this story it's not believable it'd be like fuck off I want George Sean Bean to be the main role again oh yeah absolutely hot. No, no one would believe you yeah, yeah, you would be laughed laughed out of Hollywood um, so no I I, I would it'd be, very, it'd be a very difficult thing to do because you're right there's, there's certainly a benefit to us not having to carry all that weight around with us but at the same time it's so good <laughs> you know I, I, I think this about our opposition fans and whatever and they go all you ever do is go on about your history if you had it you would too yeah is my only thing to that if you had all those things those stories if you could go back like we prior to the European Cup final we went back and we watched the other oh I think we watched four of the other five European Cup finals we didn't have time to do the other one but we've got them there you can go back and watch finals that you gave a Shit about about a team that you you like involved in those things. There's all those great players, the great goals, all that kind of stuff. I, I, that would be it'd be it'd be very weird to see what. I wonder whether Liverpool would even be the same club anymore without all that kind of thing. Because all of a sudden you're looking at it and going, "Well, the weather's not great here." Mm. Um, 
the Anfield area is not a great place to like leave your car parked, as evidenced by the laptop that went missing at the back of mine last year. Um, there's loads of, you know, to be, it might it might sound a bit of a stark light, and it's like okay, you know, and the you know, all these things. The stadiums are the biggest. No, I, 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 I well, so in, in this scenario where Ooh. nobody knows Liverpool's history. I take it like the other fan bases are all involved in this as well. Like they've like and what like everyone they, else they don't know about it. Gone? Oh no, that's what I mean. Everyone that's in, in the world where nobody remembers Liverpool history. Okay, so so, so like for example, in two thousand and five, there was no Champions League winner. Ah, maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like so you're just filling in the blanks. Like Could listen, be. I've got to the bottom of this mystery. It was just us, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Every time there's a gap, you couldn't no. possibly won eighteen league titles and five European cups, mate. You all remember yours. None of us remember ours. <laughs> Let's see where this one's going, please. Yeah, absolutely. Or if everybody's forgotten it. Would you embellish slightly? Yeah. 13, 14 I, have ended I, slightly differently. Something back. Steven Gerrard didn't slip against Chelsea. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, you can pick and choose what you choose to remind people of. Like, yeah, absolutely. So many things that go. Uh, you think of like, Hoshimi never played for Liverpool. All these players, all these players, Sean Dundee, Soz Sean, your registration forms have gone missing as well. Never heard of you. Never heard of you at all, mate. And, that, and, and, and listen, I, I love the idea of the HBO stuff but I would much rather it be like prison break or memento sure. style stuff like you know what I mean so like, wow, you've got like five stars tattooed on you yeah. you can't work out <laughs> why why the fuck you've got them like and then you just have to go back and piece it all together and find out that way how cool would that be I like, I like the idea there's like a, there'd be a support group somewhere and it is all these terrible players that nobody's no, who, who's going to go out the way to remind Salif Diaw that he played for Liverpool yeah. and he was involved and no Jimmy Taylor he's like nah Way, I want to yawn. You're fucking barely tie shoelaces, let alone kick a football. But I could be in this, like this, these lost, this lost generation of terrible footballers who we've forgotten, we've forgotten about as well. And they're in like a support group going. There's just I feel like there's something missing from my life. There's just one like this one important thing, this one meaningful thing I did in my drab, horrendous existence, and I can't quite figure out what it is. And I'd be leading that group and just pissing me pants, <laughs> laughing at the fact that these lads who've been stealing a living off the back of the football club for so many years don't get to do that anymore. It's really horrible, and it's probably let uh, let the mask slip of how dark a place I'm in at the moment. <laughs> um, but so be it. Uh, right, news. There's not a lot, not, not, not a lot. Of stuff to get on with this because obviously the Reds were away on a, a training camp and then we've had the, the, the Bayern Munich game in the Champions League which we'll come on to in a moment um, but it came out that Jürgen Kopp apparently said he, he, he wanted to sign Jaden Sancho and the, the and a lot of the things about was around is that rivals don't sell to rivals in the Premier League so that was always going to make it difficult I mean I'm glad to it makes me glad to hear that because I think he's amazing and I'd be a bit peeved if we were at least you know, keeping tabs on him and looking at him. I'm sure pretty much every manager in the Premier League would have had a go at Sancho if he was... Yeah, and listen, I think that's right. I think everybody knows why. I think, you know, you can see what he's doing over there for Dortmund at the moment, the way he's been lighting that league up so far this season and stuff. But, you know, there's a it's linked to German football quite intrinsically at the moment, this, isn't it? The fact that young talent from around the world is going to places like the Bundesliga. I think, you know, uh, Jadon Sancho obviously moved there from England and other players were interested. Rian Brewster was interested in going over mm-hmm. there before Liverpool tied him down and stuff like that. And that is part and parcel of, you know, the top clubs in England 
England not selling to each other and actually you're starting to see that with the top clubs in Germany now as well. Yeah. You mean RB Leipzig didn't want to sell Naby Keita to Bayern Munich and um, the you know why would you strengthen your rival? And I think Timo Werner is one of the players that RB Leipzig are basically going to go, well, no, we're going to sell him somewhere else. We're not going to sell yeah. him to Bayern Munich because you're never going to topple the Giants if you just keep feeding them all the time, are you? You yeah. know what I mean? It's fascinating. I mean, unless you feed him so much that he falls asleep or something. Yeah. I'm not sure the analogy fits, but, it, you know. Um, the, the, it's, I think it's fascinating that we, there's a Jaden Sancho if he wants to play for a top Premier League club then his best chance of doing that is to leave a top Premier League club to go and play for a good Bundesliga side and then get bought back into the Premier League this is the route that Kevin De Bruyne has taken as well we just don't have a, they don't seem to have the time for young players in this country and it's weird that it's like clubs place a higher value on lads that are, that are playing abroad. I mean, again, there's probably just a manager coming and go, oh, that Jaden Sancho, he sounds exotic. Oh, foreign talents coming into the, you know what I mean? There's probably just lo- there's probably loads of examples of that. Just add an O or an A to your name and go and play in the Bundesliga and these fucking stupid chairmen and managers will be like, oh, great, that's an extra note on the price tag. So so Barkley would have gone over to Germany if he was just called Barkley O. Yeah, Barkley, Barkley O, sure. Like, Barkley yeah. O. Rosso Barkley <laughs> You know, know. <laughs> with an I instead yeah, of the L-E-Y yeah, or something exactly, yeah exactly exactly something like that and he'd have been laughing um, so yeah but I, I mean apparently City have got a buyback clause in there which would which would hinder Liverpool moving forward but I've said this time and time again he fits the there's two players and you've mentioned the other one there Timo Werner fit the bill for me you know if we're going to look to strengthen our attack I, we, 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 de- we definitely need one more if not necessarily ready-made, because I think Brewster's going to have a, pole, a role to play next season, but he's he's completely untried at, at the highest level. And so, at least in that regard, Sancho's similar age to Real mm. Brewster, but he'll have had a season in the Bundesliga under, under his belt. And, and I say Timo Werner's youngish, but not, not young, young. We should be going and getting... I think those are the kind of calibre players we should be Absolutely. looking at in the summer. Friggin' lootly, mate. And, you know, it's a league that I like English clubs buying from. I like Liverpool buying from the Bundesliga because it, it's the league that close, uh, uh, most closely mirrors the Premier League for me. Okay. I think when you're looking at the Bundesliga, uh, and interestingly, Chris Williams backed this up this week on the Newsroom podcast for me. You know, he's a Bundesliga journalist. He covers the entire Bundesliga. And what he was saying is you don't get sides low down the league like um, Augsburg, who will park the bus in the Bundesliga. They all play the same sort of way. They play a high-pressing style of football from top of the league to bottom of the league. And... You know that's why sometimes they get pummeled eight 0 and stuff like that because the they, there is a way that they want to play in Germany and I think sometimes the top Premier League side closely mirror those German sides. Mm-hmm. You know we're all starting to move to a counter pressing style philosophy and stuff. Well, like the that. two best managers of recent times in the Bundesliga are now operating exactly. in, the, in the Premier League. And, and you know you can see that and you can see their effect on the Bundesliga themselves. But also you know what does that do for players? And I think systematically the players understand the systems that are going to be played in England. So Sancho is one of those guys. Guys who you know understands how to play in a system, but equally he's one of those quick transition guys who can beat a man who can break down those low block sides because that's what you need. You need that little bit of something in the final third. Why Mo Salah's so good? Why Aiden Hazard's so good? Because they can turn a man, and all of a sudden you're through that low block, and that's the type of player that Liverpool need. You know, it's great having lads who can overlap and stuff like that, and you know your fullbacks and all that. But sometimes when they when a team is defending resolutely, you need a man to beat a man, and and Jaden Sancho fits that bill better. 
better than anybody in the Bundesliga right now. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, a little bit of further on transfers. Not really things have necessarily moved on. This is, I think, it's a bit of a recycling going on here from the Daily Mirror. Uh, they've cited Portuguese paper Correio de Manha who claimed that Liverpool submitted an offer for Benfica's João Felix of around £61 million, um, but saw their efforts flatly rejected by the Portuguese Giants. This kid is another one of them. He's got a 120-odd million release clause, which Liverpool, I don't think, in a million years will ever activate. He's another one where he'll go... He's going to move to an amazing... Uh, to a big club at some point in the next, in the next season or two. I, I can't get too carried away... On these things, but seeing that Liverpool are starting to spend the big money where it needs to, given that we don't necessarily need a lot, I w- it would be a fantastic shift. Following on from the Sancho, you know, whatever kind of stuff we just said there, it would be a fantastic shift of Liverpool's policy if we went out and went right. Who is the most exciting talent in European football right now? Okay, him. How much is he going to cost? This much. Great. Get him signed up. Got go out and beat. Man City, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern to a to a player for a change, and I think that would be that. You know, we, we've been, we've made a really good fist of re. What's the word? Sort of like realigning. Or? Yeah, realigning people's expectations of Liverpool and 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 how they how they operate in the transfer markets and stuff. That's the one thing we haven't yet done. We haven't yet gone massive on a on a on a on a proper youngster. Yeah, it's interesting because. Listen, I'm not I'm not sure I fully agree with it to be honest because I feel like I feel like Liverpool will sign the right player regardless of age right now for this squad and I think that encompasses what you're saying. So I think, you know, Virgil van Dijk is the prime example of that. A player that we needed that we didn't mind spending the big money on. Allison's exactly the same. Now would you preference a young goalkeeper, for example, if you were still looking for a goalkeeper over Allison? I don't think the money comes into it, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think you might see us do what you're saying, but for slightly different reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm explaining myself very well. So, <laughs> listen, the left-back thing, Robertson. Uh-huh. We could have gone out and spent £30 million on Luke Shaw a year before, yeah. but we, we waited the year, we, we managed to get Andy Robertson for £8 million because he was the right player for Liverpool right then. Mm-hmm. And so... Yes, I think we will go out soon over the next couple of years and probably buy one of those exciting players, but because it's the right thing for Liverpool to do, oh, yeah, not yeah. to make a statement. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not suggesting that you are. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I, I still think you might see that almost like it doesn't look like joined up thinking. It's not like an entire shift in policy. We're just getting the right player at yeah, the right time. I, you, and if that means a young player, sound. You're there, right? I, sorry, yeah. It's not as though Liverpool, because that's what Man United have been doing for years, is making statement silence to, make, to, to try and, you know, to show people that they're capable. Liverpool will go and buy the player regardless of the cost of things and you're dead, you're dead right on that what I mean I mean it from more from the perspective of whether it's by design or whatever we have ticked the boxes along the way that have gone Liverpool you could say under FSG well we don't spend big we don't spend big money on transfers we only buy the policy was only under 23 players at, at one point so we won't buy anyone over the age of 23 well we've, we've done away with that we broke the defence record for a centre half in world football for the lad he was well you know 27 20 years old um, so yeah we're doing these things along the way but for me that's the one thing that's been that's missing from that to show that Liverpool that's what elite clubs do they don't they'll go because 
Pulisic could be used as an example of us not doing it. Yeah. Because we've said, well, we're not paying that much money for him. But also, I think Sancho, for, as an example, is better than, than Pulisic. So maybe there's a case to be, like I say, the right, it's going to be that we're going to wait for the right player to come along. But the, the, the day that Liverpool make that big transfer and show that they're prepared to shop in that, in that pool as well for the, for the big bucks, I think that's the time when all of a sudden, the only players that are off Liverpool's radar are those the twenty-nine-year-olds. Higuain's. Hig, the, the players Chelsea buy and and Man United buy a little bit, and Juventus buy, and you know the players who've only got maybe two years left at the top, and yet they cost you well transfer yeah. record fees. And I'm perfectly cool with that because I don't think we should ever get. Yeah. that's 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 a lack of forward thinking. I think yeah, I agree with that. Play. I think you know a classic example at Liverpool is Fernando Torres when he left. Atletico. Absolutely. I think that is the type of thing. I think, you know, a couple of years later, Aguero moving to Man City. It's that type of a yeah. buy where yeah. everybody's been buzzing about someone for yeah. a couple of years and you're the one that goes in there and gets them. Yeah. And they're still young and you know that they're going to turn into something absolutely special. Yeah, completely. Um, we're going to lead on to talk about the Bayern Munich game in a moment. Uh, but the first little point... Build, who I did an interview with, who's by all accounts a terrible, terrible newspaper, um, rated Robertson our worst player versus Bayern Munich. Uh, they, they've got a, a, a weird rating system where they rated out of six, but it, it's the lower mark, the better, so one's the best mark, and, and six is the, is the lowest, and they rated him as a five. Um, like, I know Nabri had a, a few good moments against him. <laughs> Quite like Andy Robinson's performance at the weekend, and they came, to be fair, they don't didn't rate. I don't think they rated any Liverpool player better than a three. Um, I mean, it just proves that there's massive dickheads, really, doesn't it? Yeah, either that or they've let the trainee do it and not explain their numbers being the wrong way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, we're going to talk a bit more about Bayern in, in a minute. Then. Um, Two things I want to highlight is that the Reds transfer roundup is now called the Reds News Roundup. See, I covered up saying the wrong thing there. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that's on the RedventTV.com. That is uh, our good friend, Steve Hall. Congratulations to Steve on his promotion to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well done, Steve. Well done, Steve. Um, the MD of uh, of the Reed Network is pretty, pretty cool, cool, isn't it? Fresh, fresh media, man. Yeah. Um, doing so, bits. Yeah, doing bits. Um he hosts and the show, talking about news, talking about transfers, all the things about Liverpool off the pitch. He'll be having uh, an in-depth discussion on those. That's yeah, on the it's website. Me, it's me, mate. Oh, is it you? It's me this week, yeah. Don't let that good, put you good, off. Good to see you've got a handle on things anyway. Don't let that put you off. Um, or maybe that's maybe that's the thing you've been missing this whole time, um, Chris, doing the Res News Roundup show. Get involved with that on the RedmanTV.com for what the stuff we've discussed and a whole lot more. Um, Chris, we've got a sponsor this week. We have, mate. I don't I guess anyone's noticed. It's not Coke Zero. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not product placement. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Hashtag product placement. There you go. Um, yeah, you know what, Paul, who, who's been running Tokyo Time, got in touch with me a, a couple of months ago now, and he's such a nice guy. Like, and, you know, we've had sponsorships over the years and stuff like that, but this is the first, one of the first ones where, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, yeah, I want to do something with you, like, you know what I mean? He he wanted to be involved actively with Red Men TV, wanted to help us out, so he's designing us a cap as well. Mm-hmm. Um 
and the fact that his caps are absolutely stunning. Like, so he does kids' caps, they do normal men's caps and stuff like that. Loads of cool designs. You might have seen one actually on Soccer AM mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, just gone. Um, that's been getting loads of love. Just go over there, check that out. It's, yeah, they're, they're absolutely quality. Bailey wears them all the time as well. You know, I'm obviously wearing one now. I've worn it a few times. Uh, Eagle Eye Views will remember me wearing it uh, on some of my videos. Uh, and you can get them at http forward slash bit.ly forward slash Tokyo Time underscore Redmen TV. And because you're a Redmen subscriber, you will get 20% off. Wow. 20% off. So a boss cap, or more than one boss cap, a 20% discount because we love you guys. And I've got something else as well. Ooh. We're going to run a competition on Send our on. Twitter. No? Damn. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So we've got a competition running on our Twitter. Um, when this video is out, all you have to do is retweet it, follow them, um, and obviously you need to be following us, and we'll give away five of these Tokyo Time Caps. They are absolutely splendid. Like, go and check the website out. There's some absolutely belted. They're one of those things that I... I'm not I'm not well up it's on the hair, though, trends. isn't it, Paul? No, no, no. Well, I mean, wear a cap. I'm not a, I'm not a head... Why would you, you cover that hair up when you've got my hair? Mm. And look at that at the back. You know, see that there? It's thinning. I'm going to be wearing more and more caps as time it's goes on. fine. I'll say it's fine. Steor is going to be in these caps yeah. every single week. But no, what I was what I was thinking, I, I, I'm not totally up on a lot of like the modern trends and, uh, and what have you, but I... I'd seen them, and you start, you know, things start to permeate your, your your life and your news feed and whatever. And I've seen more and more people wearing them. I thought, oh, they're very good looking caps, but I had no concept of of what they wear or whatever until the guy came in. I was like, holy hell, yeah, that. And there's a yeah, there's a real camera the moment for 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 good looking headgear until they're, they're and absolutely quality. Like, I mean, he went over to the factory um, to see where they were all made and stuff like, so to make sure that the quality of them's all. Brilliant. I don't know if you can go onto this. Like, can you go onto a one on me? But like, just like even like the inside of the cap there, where it's stitching and it's branded up, and it's absolutely top draw. Like it really mm-hmm. is. It's top quality. Like yeah, so good for people who who who've got you know eggs and nests to cover, uh, and also people who just like a good hat and um, get over to Tokyo time. Fantastic, Bayern Munich, Chris. Um, We've done the final word on this, obviously the instant match reaction, etc., etc. Fantastic content. The, the final word in particular was a real, real boost. I was feeling a little bit, a little bit down um, about it, and the, the sense—I think it's a sense of disappointment. I don't feel like disappointed in the players particularly. I think they all put a, put a, put a good shift in by and large. I don't feel like we were, we were, we were outplayed. I feel like we gave a good account of ourselves. I was just disappointed because. I, I, it felt like a goal was coming. You know, there was a, that, a big spell at the second, the back half of the first half of the game where we were totally dominant. And I genuinely felt like we were going to score. And I felt if we scored one, we might score two. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where because we didn't and because I feel like we had those opportunities, I'm just, I'm just a little bit disappointed that we didn't beat Bayern Munich. What a world to live in. It's mad that, isn't it? Mm. I mean, listen, they've been getting to semi-finals, finals, quarter-finals, what seems like every single year while we've been wallowing through Roy Hodgson and ownership issues and all this kind of crap. And you're like, we went toe-to-toe with Bayern Munich and I'm disappointed with a draw. Mm. Yeah, we've come we've come pretty far in the last couple of years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, they're a good side. I, I still disagree that, you know, people keep telling me they're an ageing side. Not really. Really? 
Really? Yeah. I mean, Frank Ribery didn't start. He's aging. Yeah, yeah, I get that. He's 36 years old. When he come on, I, I had these visions of like Tim being like, I've literally grown up watching you. He was probably, what is he, 20? 20, yeah. Ribery's got to be playing 16 years or so. Mm. So all Trent's life, he's probably, while he's been watching and playing football, he's known who Frank Ribery is. And he comes on for 20 minutes against him and holds his own against him. I didn't really see Ribery do absolutely anything. But other than that, I know Hummels is getting on a little bit. Yeah. Lewandowski's getting up there. That side's full of youth yeah. around them. Youth and experience and and a little bit of, of some top quality world-class players thrown in and Liverpool looked the better side. Liverpool should have won that game. Liverpool will be disappointed just like we are that we didn't go and get the victory. But my word, I mean, I think the, the demise of Bayern Munich has massively been oversold. Yeah, I, I agree on that. And you, you're right. I think, but also I think it's a, it's a credit to us. You know, this is a, I'd say this, when this draw happened, I was excited for it because I thought they were a good team. It was, it was good to challenge ourselves. And we've done that. And, and, as I say, the, the, the sense of disappointment isn't is, is only just backed up in emotion. It's not backed up. I'm rewatching the game in the co- in the cold light of day without being in the in the in the heat of it. I look back and I was like, yeah, God, I saw I saw much more of the good things that we did, and it's telling actually that you know because so much of the good stuff happened in the first half in the carpet harder to see to, to, to see that it's so far away from you. Most of the people who watched it on telly, their greatest annoyance was just how shit the commentary was. And the analysis was as much as anything else. But, you know, as, as you said, that, that's a very, very good side. And one that I said at the time, if you go out to Bayern Munich, there's no disgrace in getting knocked out by Bayern Munich because they're a bloody good side. And it can happen. And like, kind of like I said it with PSG, there's a level of football teams at which there's just an elite level of football clubs and they're games that if you have to be at your absolute best to beat them. And if you fall slightly beneath your best for a moment... You can you can lose to them and you can and a game can get away from you and that absolutely works both ways because Bayern Munich showed a lot of respect to Liverpool on the night, you know whether it was because maybe because maybe they do fear that they're a waning power or, or whatever they didn't feel that they could go genuinely you know blow for blow toe to toe against us. Let's look at it from that perspective and let's treat that as a massive as a massive compliment. Because I think they know they've seen they've seen us blow teams away. They'll have gone. They've gone to Anfield thinking we want to make sure this tie is not over after the first leg. Because let's be honest, Liverpool very nearly you know Liverpool qualified for the final of the Champions League, pretty much based on their first leg performances yeah. in almost every <clears> round they were in. Yeah, they did, and and that's what that will have been in by the back of Bayern Munich's minds, or maybe the forefront of their minds. I think the level of respect that they showed us, the fact that their centre halves he sat so deep, they didn't want to get any let anyone in behind them. The way that their fullback didn't overlap as much as we've seen previously in Bundesliga games from them this season. The fact that you know Lewandowski was quiet and they were only really using four, occasionally five players to attack. Worried about what was going the other way. Listen, respect was shown on both sides. I'm not just mm. saying. It was a one-way street here, by the way. I think Liverpool rightly gave Bayern Munich the respect that they deserve. And Klopp knows all about them. He knows about their powers. He knows how good they are in Europe. He knows how difficult they are to knock out of this competition. Goes in. It's half-time. It's half-time and we're in a really good position because I'm not sure that they can keep us out two games on the bounce. Yeah, and we we showed our maturity as well because you're right, given those situations, I think we had to maybe play a little bit within ourselves because of the Fabinho Matip thing at the back. You know, talk about this on the final word as well in the Trent Alexander-Arnold just getting back into first team games after after a while out. So we were at the peak of our powers defensively, which again I think is another big plus for how well we how well we we handled them for that. But um, yeah, we um, 
I, I genuinely feel like if we did, if we, if both teams, if, when the gloves are off, which I think will happen in the yeah. second leg, um, I think that'll 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 bode very very well for us because you're dead right. They they had to sit deep. They had to be a bit more pragmatic than maybe they, they, they perhaps would like to be. Perhaps their fans would like to see them be, etc. etc. You know, this is a team that's used to dominating everything, and it's funny that it was referenced in a few places. Then Chris Williams referenced it on the Build Up Show. You know. It, the best time to play them was like two or three months ago. Whereas they've they've not just gotten on an uptick of form; they've adapted to the situation that they're in. It's not a familiar situation, but this is a team of absolute winners. This is not like Chelsea, who are a team of winners who, when things aren't going right, they just down tools and go, "Oh, I can't be asked." This is a team of natural born, thoroughbred, you know, institutionalized winning at that football club, and that's something that happens when you because again, this is an absolute a team of European royalty, just like us. They they'll 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 look at their situation. They'll do they'll 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 adapt. They'll change and they'll get back on the horse again. So they're now they'll be coming into this spell now going. Well, we can we can close the gap on Dortmund at the league in the league, and we can have a good run in the Champions League because they're a fucking good side. And what it comes down to for me, you know, not that anyone said this and they shouldn't do even if they had, but you know, there's no disgrace in getting a nil nil draw against Bayern. It sets us up nicely for the second leg. It doesn't give us the platform necessarily that I think we, we you know, you want having having <coughs> had your home game. But I don't think it can be underestimated now. Um, it, it may they may they may go and blow us away at the Alliance because they've got the capability of doing that, Chris. Them not having the away goal can only be seen as a positive. Absolutely, that away goal changes the complexion of these ties, doesn't it? it? It always has done, it always will do. It's why you know they're talking about getting rid of it at the moment, aren't they? Mm. You know, they're, they're discussing whether to continue it. I think you know, looking back over the years, that away goal was brought in because it was very difficult for teams to go away because of the way that you had to travel and coaches and boats and all that type of stuff and. Um, it was very difficult for the away side. It's not seen as much as a disadvantage anymore. So that's why they're talking about getting rid of that. But my word, that's one of the best rules in football. Yeah. It really is. It adds a level of excitement right yeah. until the very end. Yeah. Like Bayern Munich, 1 0 up, 85 minutes in the Allianz, and they're 1 0 up, yeah. and they're not safe. Yeah. That changes. Diva Karigi enters the pitch. Shakiri, you know, won a Champions League with them. Berger van Dijk starts taking swingers from 25 yards and you just, let's Hot, see how they handle it. Subs call Meyer on, you know, used to work there yeah, and then so, all of a sudden call Meyer from the back stick. Bear in mind, of course, of course, that my, my, my narrative there, we're dealing with a goalkeeper with normal sized arms, of course, which is going to make it a bit more difficult. But, um, no, you're dead right. I, I, you know, it, it goes both ways, doesn't it? I've seen Liverpool get three ties on away goals. I've seen us get knocked out on away goals and things. So, But you're right. That's why I... I Look, we've we've been to the, we've been to we we didn't go to Napoli, but we went to Belgrade and we went to Paris, and it was terrible, um, two terrible performances from Liverpool away from home. If we'd gone to Napoli, we'd have seen three terrible performances away from home. That's something we need to rectify. It goes back a little bit get... further than that as well, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely. You know, we lost away from home in Kiev. Yeah, of course, that was a neutral venue. We lost away from home in Roma. Yeah, uh, so the last five. We've lost. Yeah. It's something that very much needs to be rectified. But, you know, we're going over to Munich. I can't wait for Stockholm. Munich's a fantastic city. But I can't I can't wait for that because, as you say, that that thrill, that giddy thrill of it, the, the group stages are fine. Like, it's great. You go for it. It's, but the group stages are just games, of, just games of football, ultimately. Now... 
that sounds a bit like I may have been a bit blase on that, particularly because no, we've gone so long without listen, them. Listen, there's a finality that comes with knockout football yeah. that you just don't get unless the sixth game is the deciding game and you're yes. away from home, for Absolutely. example. Well, we saw it with the, we saw it with the Napoli the Napoli game ultimately. That that Allison save late on was a heart stopping moment because you know that was the fine margins for us being in the Europa League and being in the um, being in the Champions League. So we had a little bit of it for that certainly, but yeah, that that feeling that you you just don't replicate that in in other in other football matches because you're right, it's now a ninety minute potentially hundred and twenty minute, but you know not not likely I guess you know the the, the odds of neither team scoring I, I I think would be pretty slim I guess, but you've got that straight shootout with Bayern Munich two teams five European cups each you know. Going into that game. Go on, use your line. No. Please, uh, use every week, please. What? what? You're immovable. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. Go just, on, uh, two teams. Five European Cups each. The irresistible force meets the immovable object. I, 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 I've got three weeks. <laughs> got three weeks to gear up first. I don't want to shoot me load too early. Um, but yeah, that's, that's boss. That's great. And, and that, that's what, it, what, what, what you're in for. And I keep coming back to this this season is that you just want to be in games of big games of football, big games of football that matter, big games of football that if you win, good things happen. And if you lose, as long as you don't get battered everywhere, you can go, okay, well, as long as we give our all, come come what may, basically. So I, 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 I can't wait. I can't believe it's like, it's like three weeks away, isn't it? I don't yeah, know. I didn't, like, is that... This season, or was it the same I last season? Because they because they split it over two weeks, don't they? The yeah, I don't just don't seem to remember having to wait that long. Yeah, maybe. I, anyone knows the answer to that? Let us know in the, in, in the comments on that. That might just be our lack of our stupid lack of knowledge. Because let's be, I not think Listen, about you missed the, the you missed the team news show last night for a, for our stupid lack of knowledge, and it was only the fact that I was checking my phone that I actually did it. Yeah, you know, we forget every single time we go to a European game or that the cup, teams don't come up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I still don't know whether it's the Premier League or the Cup that starts at seven forty five and eight. Well, the Champions League used to start at seven forty five, and they changed it for this season. What does the Premier League start at? Eight o'clock. And what does the if FA it's televised? Go? Right. So, I see. So you think I'd know? Yeah. I go the game all the time. I, it, it's I think in it was only. I think I'm pretty sure. I, maybe again. Maybe I think I it was get only there for like seven. Yeah, I think you it was know, only you Champions know, League games. They give you an announcement. They tell you it's like you know it's half an hour to kick. I'm like, oh shit! Is it okay? Brilliant. <laughs> I'll bet Let's go it. in then. Go don't want to go. Don't want to get it. MQs. Go and get me Bovril. Um Brilliant. Right, we're going to talk about Manchester United and their return to Castle Grayskull in a few moments. Um, before that, Chris sat down on his wonderful newsroom podcast with the aforementioned Bundesliga journalist Chris Williams. So it's not just about buying, but obviously about football and what have you yeah, in we general. Sp- we split the show in two this week because one was so heavily focused on German football and Bayern Munich. It, it's 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 absolutely brilliant. His depth of knowledge on, on the Bundesliga is, is, is unheralded almost. Wow, that is some high praise, isn't it? Mm. I mean, there's consider probably people there that know more about the Bundesliga, there, but I've never her- met them. Consider it heralded. Um, um, so sorry. we've got that out already, and then the second part is coming out on Friday. Yeah, and that is very heavily focused on Manchester United first and foremost. Uh, then we talk a little bit around Premier League stuff, and then we delve into Chris's life and covering the Bundesliga um, from it, from the UK and travelling over there. And I forgot to ask him about bloody Brexit. So next time he's Bloody in, Brexit. I'll be asking him about that. Bloody Brexit. Yeah. Um, get over that. Here's a little clip. But I think this is this is the bit... The Man United game's the biggest game this week, surely? Yeah, it is for me um, as a Liverpool fan. Because had, had maximum points been picked up against West Ham and Leicester, I don't think it would be the biggest game of the season. But um, with Manchester City... 
you know, being on top but playing a game more. This is Liverpool's game in hand against Manchester United. Last time out at Anfield, it was a fantastic result, but ultimately it ended probably the worst manager's reign that United have had. Um, and they've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in, who's come in and done well. But I think we saw in the Champions League the other night that if that he's done quite well, but has he done well enough to take them to that next level? So that's my only hope. Um, but yeah, if there's any game I could have said that I didn't want Liverpool needing to go into as a must-win, it's Manchester United away, Old Trafford, being looked after by a caretaker manager who's played and won trophies and won the treble and single-handedly won them a trophy and knows everything about what's between the two clubs. He's got Ferguson on his shoulder and in his ear. Um, it is the worst possible game for Liverpool. Yeah, the RedmenTV.com. It's free for your first month. Once again, go over there, sign up, get that and a whole host of other amazing content, front and back end stuff around the football club. In-depth, detailed, tactical analyses. Deep um, dives. Deep dives. Chat, fun chat, light-hearted stuff, including the um, subscriber Q&A, which follows immediately on from this There's podcast. Some absolutely belter questions. Some very weird stuff coming up. Um, Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Manchester United, then, Chris. Um, it's, it's funny, I was thinking about this the other day. We never seem to be on level pegging with Man United ever. And I mean that, like, either we're on top or they're on top. It never seems to be a straight shootout with us and Man United for, for anything, really, apart from like that League Cup in like the Forgotten League Cup final yeah. in 2003. Yeah. I think it was 2003. Why? Because it's the Forgotten League Cup final. Um, the, and this feels like this this season, like very much Liverpool back 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 on well, towards the top of the pile. Man United having a few struggles and what have you. I'd like that narrative to continue to be perfectly honest because when one team's on top they tend to have a lot of it their way and, and vice versa yeah I think it's something that you know you brought up in the build up show that I didn't realise the only two times we've won at Old Trafford was when we were in the title challenges yeah, you know 13-14 and 8 9 in the last 10 years and stuff and that kind of goes with what you're saying there mm. doesn't it I think you know 
I don't know if I'd like to be toe-to-toe with Manchester United because I think, you know, getting beat by Manchester City, if you were to get beat by Manchester City in the title running, it wouldn't hurt as much as Manchester United because mm. there's just something about those two clubs going head-to-head over things. So, yeah. uh, And also, you know, it also means that now I'll enjoy the fact that Manchester United are further down the league table than us. Mm. Um, but the resurgence that they've had under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to be respected. Um yeah, I was shocked to see that they're in fourth. Um, not like a. You need to check the table past number two. I don't. I don't know if, I've had no interest in it. Like I, I was like last weekend, I looked and I was like, God, Spurs are right up there, aren't they? When did that happen? I know. I just like. It's it just there's no. I just don't feel any. And, and again, that's. Like, <laughs> I just love the idea of you picking your phone up and being like, right, get me Apple. Here we go. Sounds. <laughs> it's like. like <laughs> And that will do me. Thank you very much. Yeah, honestly, like, I, haven't, I just really haven't paid that much attention to it. Like I've tried I'm trying to switch off in between Liverpool games as a part as a part of it, and because there's when you're top of the pile, I know I know all the information I need to know. If Man City win, they're closer to us. If we win, everything's fine. That's that's the the sum limit of the knowledge you need to know about the Premier League at the moment. Um, I so bet, when I look- what's mad is I bet you know more about the fixtures in general than you do about the league table because you've probably analysed Manchester City's to death and you've analysed Liverpool, so you probably know that you know their game against uh, you know against uh, Manchester United has been moved and stuff like that because you're focused on what that is. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but even then, honestly, not 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 really this time around. I I went to do I did it earlier on in the season. I did a like a forensic analysis of Man City's. Game where they were likely to drop points, blah blah blah, and then they went and dropped points to fucking Leicester and all that. And I just thought, God, dude, I don't fucking know. Some lad stopped me, and I don't know if he, if he watches, stopped me outside the ground last night. I was walking to meet you, and that's why I missed the team news because I was having a second pint in the flat time. Um, the he, he stopped and he said, Paul. I, I, I've been looking at it and I think Liverpool are going to drop seven points between now and the end Bloody of the season. Hell. Oh no, and he said, Where but you do this stuff. Where are Man City going to drop those points? I, I can't figure out where they're going to drop it. And I just, I just went. Alan Partridge shrugged. Like I, I don't, I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't think like that. I'm sorry. Um, well, I do. And, and he was very, very serious and very frantic about the whole thing. Like, like he was coming unravelled in his brain as he was starting to open up, open up to the madness again. That's uh, how so he's walked all these. And did you, I, did you do the echo thing? Not the fuck. I did, I, I, I did, and we sold it, mate. This is oh, this is the predicting the points oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you know why? Because we do this all the time. We do this no, normally in every season. We have a like a predict how Liverpool are going to get on and these run of fixtures things. And I've I've spewed it all off this season because it's just too stress. It, it it adds a layer of stress that I but don't he, need. Here's why I've I've not I've not done it until the echo thing. Right? Is I've never seen this side. I only know old Liverpool. I know Liverpool from last season. Mm. I don't know this Liverpool side. Yeah. I know where I know where Liverpool would drop points last season yeah. against the teams that we've got, but I don't know where they'll drop them this season because we're a much better team. I think it adds it adds a senseless pressure to what's going on because you, if you go if you look at Liverpool's next ten fixtures and you go win 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 we might drop points there. And then we drop points in one of the earlier ones. Yeah. You've set an expectation on, you, on well, yourself. Now there. you're thinking, oh, we're going to lose nine. Yeah, or seven if we draw oh, the game. And early. then you're like, oh, we've got to go. Then you're then inventing a story where you've 
got to go to this game and pick up points. And I wonder whether that's what's happened with like you know the the, the stuff recently, the, the draws and stuff, where the people have maybe just been looking a bit too far ahead. And, and I know it's a bit of a line, the whole one game at a time stuff. And I, look, I don't get me wrong, I didn't have that last this week. Can give a fuck about Bayern Munich, honestly. I, 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 found, I found it very difficult to tune my brain into being in the European Cup because this game, Man United, has been my been my focus on this one, especially because it being the game in hand as well. It's not a chance to obviously put ourselves back clear again, and it being such a massive game, and it's Man United and all the things that accompany it. But now I, I, I don't know whether it's maybe it's self preservation, or maybe it's just I haven't had the time to really stop and stop and think about it too much. But I, I haven't looked too looked too far ahead. I, I've had to in terms of like ca- calendar and things, and you know work things again in the future. But I, just, I, I know I, I, I probably don't. I probably could, don't even know who we played last game of the season. You know, like things like this. I've I could learn these things. Yeah, ex- exactly, because it's probably a degree of self I, I Listen, I kind of feel like that all the time. You know, you, you, it's so difficult anyway. And, I, I, you know, I cite the Manchester City stuff. I stopped watching them about six weeks ago. Mm. I just, I can't take... Like, if Liverpool draw and I get an, and, and I get a genuine defeat because City win, it's too much for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And thankfully, the title race did thin out because early on in the season, when Chelsea was in fucking Man well. City, Christ, you know what I mean? Yeah. Liverpool get a win and I get two defeats and I come out the weekend thinking, fucking hell. Yeah. What a bad weekend there, you know, I'm boys. Pummeled. Absolutely pummeled. I'm fucking hell, like, you know what I mean? We've lost two games there. <laughs> no, we lost three games this weekend. It's just fucking <laughs> mental. I was just like, I can't be dealing with this. And then if they win midweek, it's like I've had three defeats before Liverpool play a game of football again. I was just like, nah, this isn't for me, this one, yeah. Know? Yeah, that's absolutely it. So when when I when I looked at the league table, what what I thought was was amazing because we we had Mark Goldbridge in this week. It was dead sounds to be fair to him, um, and he was talking about this. They've got this rivalry with Arsenal, which we're not involved in. It's amazing. They've got this throwing out the your sixth memes rivalry. Have they? Yeah. Have you not seen this? So they had weeks and weeks of all like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Took over, won these games, won these games, won these games, sixth. And it was like, and that was all Arsenal fans throwing, having a laugh at United. And now it, the roles have flipped. United are the team in form. Arsenal have had a little bit of a wobble again. And now it's like United fans going, ah, look who's in six now, wankers. Look who's in fifth. And like, how don't, the mighty have fallen. And don't forget from. Chelsea are in this conversation, you know, as, as well, all of a sudden. So it's, um, there's, there's a, there's, I'd forget, this is why I'm, I'm lost in this. Top two thing. This must be what it feels like because I've never seen it from this position before, really. <laughs> Apart from 13, 14, to some extent, I know 8 or 9, but I, I, I watched it a long time ago. I watched Liverpool differently back then because we weren't doing this. But I, that clutch of teams from third to sixth. We've been in that battle it's so many times, nightmare. and you get you get really into it. And it becomes dead important, and you realise how fucking shit it is to be in an argument over who's who's fourth. <laughs> who's how, the fourth best? How crap! Them. We're the fourth best team in the country. No, we are. It's like that shit. Is that, that why shit. England love getting the semi-finals? Oh god, why England love? <laughs> we're the team. fourth best team well, in the world. They, England are the Everton of the inter- of international football. They love the seventh getting to the, getting to the fucking. Well, well, the, then in this instance, Paul, like you know, we, we've got the we've got the top four, and then there's a couple of teams farting around. Then there's eight till twelfth, isn't there? Mm. Like they have, they're having their own battle then as well. I suppose. Yeah, the battle for seventh. Is would the you battle, ra- would you rather be in that shitty fucking eight to twelve battle or a relegation battle and win it? 
Well, this is a pen. We've had this debate, haven't we? This, this is a great, this is a great ball street argument from years gone by. Is that there's, there's teams, and maybe this is a bit of like Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Like, who would rather go down? Win the win the championship, come taste up, have a couple success. of seasons in the Premier League, then get relegated again and go back and have a season, get to the playoffs, win it because at least you've got something. You can, you can feel pain and you no, can feel love. What would you like? Because what do you live for? If you're just if you're tenth every single season, what are you, what are you living for? Imagine if you're tenth and you don't have a local rival in the league. Yeah, what are you doing it for? What's yeah. the point? Going like like the fucking the Midlands teams. That's why West Brom have gone down. They've just gone. This is just shit. This is just fucking shit. We're we the no next one, them. We've got no one we give a fuck about in this league. No one gives a fuck about us. We play terrible football. Our ground has got okay, albeit a palatial Greggs outside, but it's not great. It's not West Brom is not a great place to be, and our rivals are having a, a, a down in the Championship doing all these doing all this mad shit. Fuck it, I'd rather just be Imagine down how there. good it was for Newcastle when they came up and Sunderland and Middlesbrough went down after having it lorded over them for I mean, that season. Exa- like, that would have been fucking yeah, there's great. A, there's a bit of that, isn't there? Like, you mean, we're, we're, we're fortunate. I mean, I saw nice. it with um, living in Sheffield for a few years and seeing how, like, you know, because United, Sheffield United had a good, a good little spell. They, they were largely the better side in, in the time that I was living there. But they, they lost local derbies in that point and it was never I mean don't get me wrong the city was a lot safer for it but um, when you don't have that it's, it's just it's, it's a spicy Wigan fans wouldn't swap their FA Cup win for going, for staying in the Premier League would they? No not at all I'm sure I mean don't get me wrong I don't, I don't I give a fuck about Wigan I've got no idea where they are at the moment but yeah one of those things you know you, don't, you wouldn't want to go end up back in you know the conference or whatever kind of thing but yeah, your football club's your football club. The, the more spice you can add to that, the, the better, really. But I do, I must admit, I just, I just loved it because I like the fact that Man United fans have just gone, they've just become us. They've, Man United have just become Liverpool. They, they, they spend, they spend ridiculous, they spend over the odds on players that don't really, don't really fit. They haven't got, a, they haven't got a great coherent system. They are throwing the love behind players and managers that aren't really of the quality that the history of that club dictates they, they should have. They're now obsessed with Liverpool. My uncle is obsessed with Liverpool. I was speaking to my auntie about it, and I was saying like. Why, why? Why is he put? Why is he putting Facebook posts out about Liverpool only clearing one end of snow? Why does he care? She's he, like, oh my god! I've told him to shut up about us because he's just—he's absolutely obsessed with Liverpool. I've been there. I used to know everything about Man United because you, you did because you wanted to try and find signs of weakness. You spent too much time thinking about those shower of bastards. And now that I'm not on my radar anymore, we just did the thing for Premier League Productions this week, yeah. didn't we, ahead of the game. And we were constantly getting asked, what about Man United fans? Them thinking about you in the league. And it's like... Thoughts about them? Any thoughts about them? Honestly, like I said, I was genuinely... I, I thought they were still six when they fought. I thought, well, well played, good. That means they're on a particular form. But I don't... I, I, I said it, and I said it honestly. We will... If we win this game, that's the last time I will think about Manchester United for the rest of the season. Unless they do as a, do the business against City. One of the, quest, one of the questions was... Were you, are you looking forward to lording it over Manchester United fans if you were to win the league? And I was like... You know why we can't lord no. it over? You can't lord it over Manchester United fans. They've won more league titles than yeah. us. That's like them lording the third European Cup over us. They never did it because they can't do it because we just go five, five European Cups and they'll just go 20 times, 20 times, man, you know, or something like that. Oh, it goes. And we'll go, ah, oh, shit, yeah. Um, 
you know, we'll lord it over Man City. <laughs> if we if we beat City the title, then absolutely, I will. I will look to actively rub it in the face of every Man City fan that I come across. If you can find me if and I, I can work a phone, yeah. If I'm physically capable of forming words, it'll just last you with a like noise. But yeah, look, cross that bridge when we get there. Man United, and, I, and I'm, am I saddened by this? No, it's like. You know what it's like in a, in, a, in, a, in a. I'm joking when I say this. It's like the quest for equality. Nobody wants equality. The people who haven't had equality don't want equality. They want to have the stuff that they've not had more than people. They want the people who, who've had stuff to not have that stuff to experience the pain that they've had. Schadenfreude is, is what it is. I don't want to. I don't want a world where Liverpool and Man United are number one and number two in the league, battling it out every year. Fuck them. I want Manchester United to go into administration. I want Manchester United. I want Old Trafford to fall down you know not, when it, not with anyone in there because you know what I mean all that but I just want Man United to go away my life would be brilliant with no Man United I'd happy just, I'd happy just have Everton as our rivals I can live with that I, I genuinely fucking hate Manchester United so um, I, 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 I live for that I live for this and this is what this game is for me it's all the positivity it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer oh isn't he doing a fantastic job we fucking rock into that absolute fucking, uh, just just that fucking ground, and it's a big ground that we spent all that money and had all that success in, and I just want to go in and I want to fucking, I want us to stick it up the chuff and batter them everywhere and just get on with big smile of, smiling faces. I can't, I, I and just leave them back. just wallowing in their own piss behind yeah, us as we walk exactly. out of there with three just points. Leave them in a fucking quivering heap on the floor, full of self-doubt and loathing and nothing but bitter hatred and jealousy towards what we're achieving. Well said. Thank you. Um any other players you like? Rashford, Pogba. But I think he's a good player. De Gea. Uh De- I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him on our side. Yeah. I really like uh, players. I really like not not like. Let's not not get into the combo eleven shit because it's just fucking. It's a bit eighty, isn't it? But the we've not done plenty of it, by the way. Um, the players I like in this in their side: David de Gea. I like. I, say, I like Paul Pogba. Although I don't. I don't like what he represents in modern football. I I fucking love Marcus Rashford. Right? If he wasn't a, if he wasn't a mank Man United fan, which is literally my kryptonite, um, as a scout Liverpool fan, I, I, as a footballer, I absolutely think absolutely think he's fantastic. Really like Anthony Martial. I quite like Lukaku as well. I don't know what the hell they've done to him. I like a few of them. I tell you the, I think t- tell the other one that you know people I've, liked I've always liked and Herrera. Like as a footballer, he's got that needle about yeah. him. He's one of those players that if if we'd have signed him, yeah. he'd be one of the guys that I'd absolutely love watching play football. Yeah. But he's just a prick. I love. Absolute, I hate Matic. I would. I love. hate him. He's so fucking slow. Yeah. He's so fucking gangly. He's so fucking tall. And he wins stuff. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like it's God, just he's fucking shit. Got some good players, haven't he? And yeah, the under Herrera. Does, thing... Do you know what it is with Matic? He reminds me of you in a lot of ways. <laughs> right when you play football against you, you're fucking tall. You're fucking slow, and I can't get the fucking ball off you because you move at a speed that I don't think's gonna happen and work. <laughs> so you do a step over. You're, like, you're a step ahead of me. This. Yeah. And I'm like fucking gone and I'm like, where's the ball? He's like, oh, he's still fucking doing his step over fucking Chris, ten the, seconds later. When people do things at hundred miles an hour, there's the time <laughs> to just kick back and enjoy life. Um yeah, I am Matic wanker. I know, yeah. I love wardrobe wanker. Um yeah, I am um, 
the Herrera thing, like again, Mark was 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 at lengths to say how important he is, and he's their 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 key player. He's very very underrated, and he's had some really good performances against us. I think about what I'd like to see happen to him. I'd like to see him get Fabinho'd. Yeah. And we saw this with Terreira a bit. You know, Terreira's had a fantastic season for Arsenal. He was great at the Emirates, but he wasn't. He you know, he didn't get the grip on the game at Anfield in the same way. And I'd really like that. I just like players like them, little scrappy, yappy heroes. They do great and they punch above their weight. But there's a reason why, like Prince Nazim Hamed, you know, if you put if you'd have put him back in the day in the ring with Lennox Lewis, he'd have got his absolute face smashed in, and that would have been glorious to see. Um, I, 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 I'm here all day for a bit of that. Yeah, it's why Joe Allen really didn't work out at Liverpool, is it? In, yeah. Especially in big games, you know, those type of players when they come up against someone who's bigger, who's who plays in the same manner as them, who wants it just as much as them, they don't have the physical skill sets to be able to match him. Fabinho bull rushing and the Herrera and the Herrera flipping, landing, uh, hurting himself, Apologies. getting taken off the fields, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually wish him pain, but I mean to be fair, I'm sure Man United fans are thinking the same for Kate, the Kater Matic thing. But I, I'm, that's an exciting test, and I, 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 this is a big one for for Kate, isn't it? I think he he exuded a lot more confidence in the Bayern Munich game than I think we've seen from him. We've seen it. I think it's been it's been growing in recent weeks. We talked a lot about him. That final third, that final killer ball. He needs to get that goal, Chris. Or that. I mean, you know, he's got. He picked. He picked up a great well assist before the assist for for, for Mino to Salah last week against Bournemouth. Fantastic. He needs that one moment. You know that that thing that we can hold up at the, at the minute. We we talked about it being a good thing. Him being in that gif clip. For the pasta for me, no. But I need we need him to get on the end of something. We need yeah. to stick a stick one in the top bin, anything like that. We were talking last night on the way home, weren't you? And I said to you, and I'll say it again here, is I, I don't feel like when he gets into the final third, he feels comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. within that side. I don't feel like he thinks that he's earned the right to take a shot from 20 yards. But at Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, ain't the right until he stuck that first one in from 25 yards. Mm. Probably not. You've got to, just got to go and back yourself and do it. And I still feel like when he gets there, he's like, I better give it to one of the other lads who are better than me. And I think, you know, as soon as he gets that confidence that he's one of those good lads, yeah. then we're going to see him kick on. And it's, it's going to need something. And I didn't ever think it was going to come against the Leicester. Mm. Although he nearly gets the penalty and stuff. Because you don't, you don't kick fire a career against the likes of Leicester at home. Mm-hmm. You do it in the biggest stadiums against mm-hmm. your biggest rivals and you'll know. Yeah. You make it or you break it, you know what I mean? And this feels like if there is going to be a game, it's this one. I think there's the thing we've got at the moment, I think what this side is lacking, and look, fair play to Genie Wijnaldum for the Bournemouth game because you know, he could have had a couple of goals. One of the, If we're going to play midfield three, one of those midfield three is going to have to start scoring some goals for us. Mm. He's going to have to start contributing. I'm not talking loads, but you know, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, a, a, a handful of very important goals for us last season that made a bit, that made a big difference. And we need a centre half to start scoring as well. And what better time? You know, Virgil got got a big header against the, the 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 Blues in the derby in the FA Cup last season. He still owes us more goals, I think. Oh God, not for Dear God, Matip, he's big enough. He gets his head on so much stuff. That might be the difference for me in this game is that whether it's a Wijnaldum, whether it's a God a Milner, whether it's a, a, I hope it's Cater, because as you say, that's a that's just a big statement we've paid a lot of money for, and we're starting to see what we get from him. 
everything is so congested at the very, very top of the league right now. We could do with having someone break out from the pack here and offer us another dimension exactly the same way. You, you know what we need, did. Paul? We need a fucking goal of the month. That's what Liverpool have needed. We don't get enough goal of the month, do we? You know, and that's a credit to Liverpool because they don't need them to yeah. break games open. But these type of games are quite often decided yeah. on a moment of magic yeah. and stuff like that. Someone twenty-five yards, top in, free kick, or have you got a play that you've been sat on for six weeks until you need it? A yeah. free kick routine or something just a little bit different that they haven't seen. Just pull that out the bag, use it. It's your one-time only offer. That's the time you get to use it. Does that break the game open? And if you've got Anything you're hanging up your sleeve, please. This game, this weekend against them. Just do it. Just do it. I can't. I can't live in a world where we, where Man United, are able to fucking give us any any shit. They've had their time. This feels like it should be the start of our time. I mean, last season was very much that. Of course, you know, it doesn't be, it doesn't be, isn't beginning here by any stretch. But yeah, it'd be nice for this. I think you know we've. We ended the Mourinho thing. That actually, in some regards, helped. Was a big help to Man United. I just, like I said, I just want that world where we a, a win for us just casts seeds of doubt, as you you put it, put it wonderfully on the build-up show. It makes even if it's only a small clutch of United fans, I, good, and then they're going to start it. But look at what good he's done. He hasn't had the team. He hasn't the players. He needs a transfer window. This groundswell, I think every United manager needs to beat Liverpool yeah. at Old Trafford. Yeah, I it's, think it's it's what they're there for. I think he, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and I might be, I might be proven wrong on this because Footy has a habit of doing that. But I think he'd be a terrible long-term appointment for United. I just don't think he's good enough. I think they need a manager of genuine top-level pedigree if they're gonna if they're gonna get back to being what they are. And this is just more years for them in the wilderness. So. I know, and, and again, if it just leads to a load of dissension and more cry arson from their ex-players on, on, on telly and on the football coverage, let us be the ones Let us be the ones to double ruin their season. Uh, I think it's absolutely fitting, given the shit they've put us through in all of our adult life. Um, Don Heisenberg, Sia Bonga, YNWA. Chris, mm. you hop into a DeLorean. That's again. a time travel. As a time-travelling car from Back to the Future. Anybody who's seen the Championship Manager series over on our other channel, Retro Football TV, will remember it. It's also the content that I am most proud of, of all the years of making Red Men TV content. Yeah. This series... Absolutely was it. superb. And if you are new to Redman, you don't know about Retro Football TV, uh, just search CM1, CM0102 um, and you can probably type our names in afterwards and yeah. you'll get like 10 episodes of gloriously it's ridiculous championship greatest, manager. It's got two of the greatest real footballer cameos in a in a fictional series that's ever, that's ever, ever happened as well. See if you can spot them. Um, you hop into a DeLorean and you must pick between going back into two times. Either you go back to the 90s and ensure United weren't as, as successful as they were, or you go to 2005 and have a rich Russian bios and we win all the titles. Chelsea won and they remain a small club. That is actually a pretty, pretty tough pick. Not for me. Ruin United. Ruin United. Ruin United. Ruin United. I, I mean, you've picked the two sides that I hate most, yeah. Don. Um, but there is levels to this hatred, and Chelsea are nowhere frigging near how much I despise Manchester United and all that that club stands for. The thing is, for this, is that, you know, I say I don't know where I've said this before, but when you have when you have kids, all of your life regrets 
get you draw a line under all of your life decision regrets prior to that because because of the butterfly effect you know that even if you went if you went back in time and changed those things it, you, the kids that you have now wouldn't be the kids that you've got because any million millions of combinations of things can happen between now and then if liverpool go on and win the league this season I couldn't give a fuck about any of these questions anymore because Man United are entitled to their success because it's in the past, and Chelsea are entitled to their success because it's in the past, and because they haven't, they're not the rich club now that they were in, you know, in, in when Roman could just do whatever the hell he wanted. Um, I can look into either of these, and to be honest, Man United being successful wasn't that. That was as much our fault as it was Man United's, you know, game. Liverpool were horrendously owned and managed, you know, not like, sorry, not horrendously owned because Hicks and Gillette was horrendous ownership. Liverpool We didn't failed. step on, we didn't capitalise, yeah. we didn't make use of the monies we that were available commercially. We lost with the times yeah. and we didn't foresee the, the big, the big, the big boom. But what that's happened to, what's happened to Man United, and we'll see this become a problem, I think, if they continue to be in a little bit of the wilderness over the years, is that they've become this conglomerate and they are that first and foremost now and as much as I look I have more I have loads more respect for Man United than I do for Chelsea because Man United were already a a, a pretty storied you know football club a very good local football side with a great fan base you know a large fan base and you know and they have shared you know they've, they've had heartbreak in the past they've had to overcome and all that kind of stuff as well so I have that level of respect for them and they built themselves right mm. you know they, they, they didn't do it by 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 Cheating or the finance, like the, the, the city stuff, the, like the financial dope and all that kind of stuff. They were just smarter business people than everyone else, and they capitalized, and they got, and they capitalized on the youth and all that kind of stuff. I um, so I, I don't mind them having all that. The Chelsea stuff irks me because, and the same way that I, I, I'm starting to begrudge Man City and all that kind of stuff because I, I would have been interested in seeing how the Premier League would have panned out differently because we went from being it was Liverpool's time. To, to really cement where they were as a Europe as a, as a Champions League club, you know, we got back into it in the start of the noughties and we were we were there, and then all of a sudden, us being guaranteed a European place went out the window because Chelsea were there and they could buy they could buy the way into that kind of stuff. And I don't, I just do you know don't why? like do, Chelsea as a football club. Do you know why it isn't even close? Because I would never want. Ownership like Chelsea, that wouldn't. That, yeah. I would never want to be that club. I would yeah. never want to pull the trigger that often on yeah. managers without giving them a chance. Yeah. yeah, you know that for me isn't an acceptable scenario. Yeah, I don't want that. I, I like the way Liverpool have built themselves yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mention anything about the ownership there with the United stuff. So I can just wipe their success out. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. It doesn't say that Liverpool are going to be that successful yeah, side. Yeah. We're still going to be my Liverpool football club, yeah. but we're not if you go the other route. I think you're right. I think that's that's the thing for it. I think right in the here and now, if Liverpool can get back on this train of comp- not just winning, but competing. If we if we if we can get to the knockouts, step back into the knockout stages, get beyond, get to semis, get to finals of the European Cup, and we can challenge for the league every Every single season, we don't have to win it every single season, but you know, just to get the monkey off the back, let's put one, please. Um, then I would rather us be the football club we are now, the way that they've led, they've gone through that, and they've learned that they're, they're better at engaging with fans. There's a greater sense of community. It's well, it's sensibly run. All this kind of stuff and the regeneration and all that kind of stuff. I think we're we're on the cusp of being a great thing without you're right, without having to sell our soul to a uh, to blood money. Along along the way, and without having to lose the soul of the football club like Man United have done, because that, I kind of got sidetracked. But that's what they're going to face up with now. They've got a lot of people who support that football club, who support it, and they support it 
blindly, passionately, but not with, without the same level of and depth of understanding and feeling and all that kind of stuff. And all the added pressures that go with that, they are they're, they're a bit they're a business now. They're no longer uh, what's the word? Parochial is the word. Um, basically, you know, a, a, a local a local town football club. We've managed to just about cling on to that, and yet also be a massive a massive world entity. So you're right. Uh, ultimately, any situation that allows them to just be, if, 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 I, I top all that for them just having to go to stadiums and have to smell poo all the time. <laughs> How's that? Fine. Um, Ryan Fadich, one of the best and worst purchases you've ever made. So, um, there was a storied air hockey table uh, that was sat in this room <laughs> for a significant amount of time that I paid far too much money for that we didn't ever use other than as a, a blockade for Tom to be able to change the camera positions and stuff. Mm. That was a pretty poor purchase. But on the grand scheme of things, uh, I, 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 you'll, you'll remember this, but I purchased the web design course uh, from Open uh, University. You know do you remember that? I about this the other, the other week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't do that. Paid like one thousand three hundred quid for that fucker. Didn't do that. And on the and on that university, Paul. Yeah. Pay a lot of money for that shit. Yeah. I yeah. Paid Still paying it back. Yeah, me too. I Still paid paying all... it back. Left after a year and about three months. I paid a lot of money for that, and I've learned most of the lessons that I paid to learn. I've had to teach myself in the years afterwards because I was too much of a fucking moron to go. I just say this, and I've got Lauren there, and we have a few students who come in here, and I, I've said this to people in the past: if you're paying to be in university. It's not cool to skip classes. You're just a fucking dickhead. What you should do is you should break down the total costs and work out how much each lecture costs. And when you don't go to that lecture, set that equivalent amount of money on fire in front of your face and see how many lectures you miss. Is all I'll say. Uh, it's cost me a fucking fortune to not learn any, to not learn anything and to have that debt hanging over my head because I was a fucking moron. I had a belter laugh though. To be fair, yeah, same here. I like... got off my tits for three years. And the and the final one for me. Is about one in five pairs of Adidas trainees. The squeak. You know it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why they do that. Like, <laughs> it's it's like, fucking annoying. It's like when you get a bad car. And yeah, I swear by Adidas yeah, trainers. Yeah, it's honestly. like, it's fucking jeopardy. Maybe you should just take them back. Maybe that's <laughs> the thing we're doing wrong there. Yeah. Like, if your car made a fucking horrendous rattle noise, you'd be like, this is wrong. I'm having this problem. I'm not I just driving accept this car, it as right? the norm with yeah. Adidas. This can't be ours. We, we bought we doing a lot of things. We bought some lights. We've got three lights in the back, and the, the stand's a little bit loose on one of them. You're sending that one back and I just went I'm going to level with you lads the, the effort I've gone to to do this I'm more likely to buy three entire new ones than I am to go through the process of contacting the seller packing up the one broken bit and going to the post office yeah. and sending it and all that kind of stuff Like, but yeah best and worst purchases I am, there's probably there's tons I've made some oh, oh, can I tell you another one go on. I bought a royal blue t-shirt like I don't know I, 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 I was in the shop and I was like, I was on my own and this is going back a, a few years and stuff like, and I bought it and I got home and I put it on and was like, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> it's just been sat in my wardrobe ever since. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, um, best purchases, uh, I just bought a Golden Tea arcade machine for the office and I've never been happier with a, a, an extravagant purchase like I am with that. It's Chris's hand. Chris is the walking wounded from it. But I had, you know, I've said, I said this to people, we, I bought it with something we used to always play as, uh, in, in our youth. Love it. Love that game very much. But we'd not played it in 15 years or whatever. Okay. Maybe more. And um, Sai asked the question, if you played it since, what if it's shit? And uh, I was like, 
best not to think about that. And then within it being in the office for an hour, Syed called it the greatest game he'd ever played, and he's right. Um, so yeah, absolutely spot on with that. Worst purchases, random one. The only thing I got fixated on this, and I couldn't think of any. I've made loads worse purchases than this. I'm certain of it. Um, Discworld. The, the point and click adventure for the PlayStation One. Okay. I, I and and I could go back to a number of PS One games, but it was a, we both me and my cousin went to town. We had fifty bullets in our pockets for a brand new PlayStation game. He bought Worms, nice. and I bought Discworld, and Discworld is fucking shit. It is fucking shit. The logical the point and click games are weird anyway. On the PlayStation for a start, are dead hard to play. There's a bit where you get losing it's Eric Idle's voice, and he just says the same thing over and over again. And I wants to smash me telly in. Um, the, lo- the, the, the leaps of logic for you do this to make this happen to make this happen are unfathomable. Unfathomable. Um, even with a guide, I couldn't do it, and it was a shit, it was a shit, shit purchase. And while I thought the only other one was I bought a car on finance once, I had a car, my Nissan Bluebird, I loved I that car. And I got a new job, and and I, need, I suppose it was a lot of time driving round, and my car was just shit, and, and it was fucked, and it, it was a bit embarrassing to turn up to this new job driving this car around. I was like, I'll get rid of that, I'll get a car on finance, and I got a Honda Civic, I think it was, an older model, loved it, it was a boss little car, and... Um, Basically, my job was shit. It was all commission-based. It was knocking on the doors for British Gas. One of the worst jobs I've ever had. One of the worst morally corrupt jobs I've ever been involved in. Um, and uh, I couldn't afford... I got lost that job because I couldn't do it because I hated it. Couldn't afford to repay it. Had to pay... Basically, had to pay five grand to not have a car. Effectively, was what I ended up, and ended up with no with no car. And I say that my dad ended up having to bail me out and all this kind of stuff. So that was, in terms of the most ludicrous payments, and that that was probably the probably the absolute worst. Anyway, if you want to know more hey! random stuff, what about my best purchases? Give you a list of me. God, you gave so many. I thought you must have gone through no. your best purchases. No, at some point, like... no, start listening. My bad motherfucker wallet. <laughs> Nine years out of that bad I've boy. I've never known a man put his wallet down on the table more than Chris Page after this bad motherfucker wallet. If you've not seen Pulp Fiction, you won't understand. How but cool it, with that fucking wallet playing for a pint goes down on the bar. On the bar have man. a look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's like it. <laughs> like 25 quid, man. It was the best purchase. I got nine years of entertainment out of that. And you know what? The Redman TV website. Money well spent. Money well spent, mate. Mm. I mean, literally changed our lives, didn't it? You yeah. know, uh, you're a very, you're a very, uh, what's the right word? Uh, compelling um, no, salesman. Yeah, basically. I don't know why the British gas job didn't suit you, to yeah, be honest yeah, with you. Because you managed to talk me with part, with quite a few thousand pounds to back you in this hairbrained <laughs> idea of starting a frigging industry that didn't exist. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's just do it. You know why? Because we've done a great Star Wars video. <laughs> where uh, where you're going to be walking around Calderstones Park in a fucking night. We've had a, a year, of, we've had a year a of getting abused by Evertonians on YouTube. Let's spend 5,000 pounds on a website like you know yeah go for it and the rest as they say is history um, but that yeah, website was a bad motherfucker wallet yeah that website exists in new forms and upgraded forms right now it is the redmentv.com and you can get over there and you can see the fruits of our labours um, we've got a bonus Q&A coming up which is more questions like the one we've just answered a bit daft some Liverpool related stuff some football related stuff but largely just me and Chris shooting the breeze and chatting a bit of shit um, get over there as well as the normal analysis and all the other stuff um, 
Once again, thank you very much to our sponsors, Tokyo Time, this week. The, the link that Chris mentioned earlier will be in the description underneath the video, underneath the post, and all that good stuff as well. Uh, make sure you get over to our Twitter to enter the competition. Uh, yeah, and don't um, forget that code as well, Redmen20. Brilliant. Um, thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for watching and for listening. If you're listening, five-star reviews are always a big help, so do all that. Drop a like on the video on YouTube otherwise, and we'll see you over on the RedmenTV.com for the bonus Q&A. Walk on.